Get ready, we're turning it up. Get ready, get ready, we're turning it up. What's going on, my fellow champs? It is Justin, your host for the Pigskin Chance Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at pigskin underscore jgonzo. Sitting across the table from me is my best friend, Derek Bordeaux. What's up? You can find him at pigskin underscore drock. Derek, how we doing tonight, man? Doing great. Doing absolutely great. Dude, another day talking about fantasy football, man. I love it. We got to dig deep. You ready to go coast to coast? Yes. All right, bro. Let's first, let's talk about some news. Hey, what happened? Tim Tebow. Uh, just <laughs> I love talking about Tim Tebow. So, uh, I mean, it's the, the fact that he's on the Jaguars is not actually news. It's, it's the role that he's going to play. Apparently, um, a Jags beat reporter come out, came out and said, Tim Tebow is likely to be used in a Taysom Hill role. I already hate Urban Meyer. All right, all right. right, Let's just move on from that one because nobody wants to see that. Titans running back Darrington Evans is taking reps at wide receiver. So the Titans are taking the same approach as the Jacksonville Jaguars with Travis Etienne. Trying to get some guys some reps at receiver. Well, they don't have any receivers. So, I mean, hey, don't take away from my A.J. Brown hype, bro. (laughs) I don't think uh, Darren Tennant is going to challenge <laughs> AJ Brown. I'm willing to stake my entire fantasy football podcast career on it. Okay, uh, Jets rookie running back Michael Carter is taking reps with the starters. Yes, sir. Rotating with the ones. I already thought that this man was going to be a sneaky fantasy football option this year, and we'll see. I think I I think he's going to have some some implement. Maybe he, I think he's going to make some noise, man. We'll see. Uh, Jets wide receiver Corey Davis suffered a mild shoulder strain in OTAs. He should be back. He should be. He, he will be ready for training camp. Just need some rest. Yes. Uh, but it is it is noted that he is missing time developing with a new quarterback. Not going to have that chemistry. This is giving learning a new offense. Zach Wilson time to mesh with other wide receivers. Yep. And I think that this actually saves Jamison Crowder from being cut. Yes, hundred percent. Rex Burkhead. Signs with the Texans. What are, what are the Texans doing? We'll just, I don't know. Can we'll we just leave pro- it at that. Can we just promote Alabama to the NFL? <laughs> send the Texans out, bro. The Texans, they're signing a bunch of... They've signed the most free agents in the NFL this year. They literally have four <laughs> running backs that they've brought in this year. Or no, yeah. three this year. All my... Oh, uh, my, God. my single David Johnson share in Dynasty is... is uh, not looking so good. No. And then you're about to have Tyrod Taylor, unless they're oh, running yeah. Wildcat with all these running backs. I, I doubt that, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Uh, KJ Hamler, a wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, tweaked his hamstring. <coughs> uh, I guess it's kind of normal stuff, you know, beginning of the of of serious like workouts and training and um, and practices. You know, you're going to see some of this stuff. Something you don't see every day is wide rec- rookie wide receiver Daz Newsom for the Chicago Bears suffered a broken collarbone in practice yesterday, uh, Tuesday. Uh, he should be back for the starting training for the start of training camp. They say it's a clean break, 
So, yeah, they're looking towards about an eight week recovery for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he wasn't a guy that you know people were going out and you know seeking highly or whatever. And no, I mean even, he's even he, he's more of a thing, dynasty stash. Yeah, for sure. It, it does suck though that you know you're you're trying to get your career started and. You go ahead and break your collarbone. Wish him a speedy recovery, Hope and so. uh, hopefully make some noise, man. Yep. Uh, just a reminder, guys: follow the show on Twitter at Pigs on Facebook at Pigskin Champ Pig Skin Champs Pod. Let's get into the Chumster Champs. Will you teach me to football? Sure, we'll teach you to football, won't we, caretaker? Yeah, I'll teach you anything. Just don't eat me. Uh, NFC East, NFC West. Coast to coast. I need more music in there. <laughs> kind of got quiet. In All here. right, guys. We are going to start over in the NFC East, the one of the toughest divisions in the NFL. And I say that very, very sarcastically. <laughs> um, the what kind Phil- of laugh was that? <laughs> I don't even know, bro. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles went 4-11-1 last season. They did fire their head coach, Doug Peterson. Hired Nick Sirianni, Sirianni as their head coach, Mr. Rock, Paper, Scissors himself. I don't – how do you feel about this, man? I, I mean, this guy just – he's already – I mean, we'll see. Uh, he's he's okay. I mean, he's not the, the, the most inspiring fellow. But, uh, some, you know, I, a lot of the crazy ones are good, like – People probably thought Pete Carroll was nuts when he first started. Yeah, and then you also got the crazy ones like Adam Gase, and he's just terrible. Well, so. Adam Gase didn't have a, uh, I don't know, he was probably doing other things with oh, players. Oh, no, he, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're not going to point fingers at Adam right. Gase. Uh, they also traded Carson Wentz to Indy for a 21 third-round pick and a 22 conditional second-round pick. Now, this comes back to be very important because if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps this season or plays 70% of the snaps and makes the playoffs, that conditional second-round picks now turn into a first-round pick. They released Deshaun Jackson. They also released Alshon Jeffrey, which makes sense with the two veterans that are in a rebuild right now. Yep. Uh, Resigned Boston Scott, Greg Ward, Jason Kelsey. They also went out and signed Joe Flacco to a one-year deal and Jordan Howard to a one-year deal. Their uh, draft this year, they went out and got them Devontae Smith in the first round, Landon Dickerson in the second round, Kenneth Gainwell in the fifth. Uh, claimed Carrion Johnson off the waivers from the Lions. Yeah, I mean, they have pretty much, I mean, besides getting rid of those those two receivers, they did bring back Greg, Greg Ward, still got Jalen Rager, um, I mean, obviously, some of the there's some buzz around them trading Ertz, uh, which would this would be I would love them to trade Ertz because that just gives us another tight end to use. Absolutely, in, especially uh, with how scarce. <laughs> exactly, give us more tight, tight end, end options, Philadelphia. Come on now, team offensive rankings. Okay, they were tenth in passing attempts last season, but this is where it gets interesting. Okay, they were 28th in total yards, 24th in touchdowns, 32nd in net yards per attempt. Okay. 31st in turnover percentage and 31st in scoring percentage. So they were a team that threw the ball a lot, but they did not gain a lot of yards. They didn't throw many touchdowns. They didn't complete very many passes or their yards gained per attempt was very low. And Which they makes a turned lot the ball of over sense. a lot. They turned it, it over a lot and they didn't score a lot. 
Which so. makes a lot of sense with uh, why or with how their quarterbacks were being hit so much yes. throughout the season. You know? All right, let's talk a little bit about these fantasy finishes from last year. Uh, you had Carson Wentz as the quarterback 22. Their RB1 on the team was Miles Sanders at RB24. Boston Scott coming in at RB50. Greg Ward was their leading Wide receiver. So all those, you know, stats that you came off with the offensive rankings that you had, Derek, this shows, you know, Greg Ward was their number one wide receiver at wide receiver 58. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's rough. That's definitely rough. I'll keep going. Um, Travis Fogum, wide receiver 66, Ooh. and he was supposed to be this guy that was taking it over. I mean, he, he, he did come on strong <laughs> did, for a small stretch of time. Yes. but Still wide receiver 66. Jalen Rager at wide receiver 92. I held on to him for way too long last yeah, year. Yeah, he did not. He did not come out like how we were hoping. Yeah, we were well, hoping he was the he first would, round. His first round receiver. I so. don't. We were hoping he was with that other group of wide receiver, rookie wide receivers that were kind of shining last year. And then uh, Dallas Goddard, uh, tight end twenty. So as you can see, man, a lot of these guys are just bottom of the. I mean, their offense was bad you, last you don't year. Wanna, you didn't want to touch them. The offense was bad last year. So I have the Eagles as a chump right now. I'm going to start with a couple stats for you. Okay. So first thing you start with the the quarterback position, right? So in redraft leagues, I like to stream quarterbacks, right? So when I'm looking at streaming quarterbacks, which quarterback I'm going to take in my draft, I usually wait as late as I can and then grab a guy late that has a good schedule early, right? The one thing that the Eagles do have going for them is that they have the third easiest early season strength to schedule for quarterbacks. Now, when you look at strength to schedule, a lot of people use, you know, the stuff that like ESPN puts out or the NFL puts out based on 2020 win percentage, right? Or, you know, some of them are like Vegas betting odds for win totals, right? That's how they determine strength to schedule. The one that we like to use is how, like, if you're looking at quarterbacks, how did the quarterback position like, how is that defense good against that quarterback? Philly plays, I mean, their first four games, third easiest four-game stretch in the NFL to start the season. That's good. That's good for Jalen Hurts, okay? CBS Sports has the Eagles at seven projected wins for 2021. So you can see that they're projecting them to be a under 500 team. Sirianni's offense, the last three seasons, have been top 10 in rush attempts and bottom 10 in pass attempts. That's the last three seasons with Indianapolis. Shane Steichen, the new offensive coordinator, he has one full year as an offensive coordinator. And their best receiver on the team is a rookie. So, listen, I'm all about the Jalen Hurts breakout. If it happens, I'll be so happy. I'm probably going to draft Jalen Hurts this season. But do I want any of his weapons? Absolutely not. I don't know who the one... I mean, you can guess all day that the one's going to be Devonta Smith, right? But Greg Ward's not going anywhere. Jalen Rager could be... I mean, he could have just had a down year. He was hurt last year. If he comes on strong, like you don't really know exactly who's going to be the one. You know, Devonta Smith probably has the best chance to do it, but I'm not going to draft Devonta Smith very high and expect him to produce weekly for me. I just don't see how multiple guys that can help me win championships. So I have them as a chump. If they make that move with Hurts, maybe Dallas Goddard becomes a guy that I can rely on. But there's so many question marks for me around Jalen Hurts and that receiving core that I'm just not willing to say right now in june that they're going to be championship caliber players yeah no 100 percent, man i agree with you on the chump label i and this is the main reason why i'm going to label these guys chumps is i don't 
they didn't do enough for me on the offensive side of the ball. Like, offensive line, I mean. Not even just offensive line. Mm. You know, this was a team where Carson Wentz suffered 50 sacks alone. And then they brought in Jalen Hurts for four games. You know, so it's like, they, they what they do? They got him Lander Dickerson, front, which is a great prospect. And I hope he does good. They re-signed... Uh, Jason Kelsey, they didn't do anything else. There's nothing on their free agency that they're not bringing anybody in. So it's going to be the same crew that's that was suffering last year. Like they didn't do very good. And the guys they did add, like Joe Flacco and Jordan Howard, are just exactly are just that. But they're I'm just talking about pieces. straight offensive line. Yeah, to protect Jalen Hurts. And now here's another reason. What we saw is the four games from last year of Jalen Hurts. The first. Game, he came out, everybody was like, oh, my God, Jalen Hurts is the next big thing. And he progressively went down each game because people had film. It was easy to see what he was going to do because they actually had game film on him. So now you got an ECR for Jalen Hurts right now at, at quarterback nine. Okay, so if, I'm, if you're telling me I got to take quarterback nine, that means I'm taking him over Tom Brady. Over Matthew Stafford, over Joe Burrow, over Ryan Tannehill, all four of those guys I want over Jalen Hurts right now. Yes, Jalen Hurts has a very good upside for rushing and everything, but I just don't know if I'm ready to trust him with my QB one. Mm. If I go and draft him somehow, if somehow he somebody's passing on him, or and I get him, you know, in the later rounds or whatever, and all of a sudden he pops off and he's good, awesome. He's got weapons around him. I just don't know if I can trust him or any other fantasy option in this thing or on this team. Now, they do trade Zach Ertz. I do agree with you. I think Dallas Goddard would be good. Even if Zach Ertz is there, I don't think he's going to make a, that big of an impact to affect Dallas Goddard. I think Dallas Goddard is the only one on this team that I want. I don't want any running back. That running back room is Busy, dude. There's a lot of people yeah. in that running back room. Like right I said, now. a lot of uncertainty. A Outside lot. of Dallas Goddard, there's a lot of uncertainty. Like you don't know who the number one target's going to be. You can't confidently tell me it's going to be Devonta Smith, hands down, because he's a rookie. Like we, you probably, 100%. you could have said the same thing last year about Jalen Rager, and people yep. were saying the same thing about Jalen Rager, and look what happened. So, I mean, last year the biggest, the best fantasy option on this team was Miles Sanders, and he was a fringe running back too. Yeah. Who you drafted in the first round. I had Miles Sanders ranked in the top 12 running backs last year. I know it in my heart that I wanted him to break out. Didn't happen. So for me, I'm a, I'm a very pessimistic player. So uh, I really need to see it before I, before I uh, invest in it. You know, hundred percent, man. All right. So we're both in agreement. Yeah. Philadelphia Eagles are chumps. I don't think that there's enough there to help you win a fantasy. I think you're going to have a lot of role players on there like maybe some flex options or something yeah. like that no 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 it, this is just for 2021 too i mean oh, like for sure I mean, like we were talking about earlier they they're they're adding draft picks this team could be good next year oh this rebuild is is gonna happen very yes. quickly i believe yeah jalen hurts year three probably an electric player and you know but as far as this year year one of this offense Let's Year one of Hurts actually being the full time starter. Absolutely, a lot of unknowns at receiver. It's just it's just tough for me to say they're a champ. All right, man. We're gonna move on to the Dallas Cowboys. Went six and ten back in twenty twenty. Their notice, notable transactions. There's just not that many. Nope. 
is uh, they re-signed Dak Prescott to a four-year, $160 million deal. Tell him to bring me my money. That dude got paid. Got paid. About time. And they Off were, a broken ankle, too. They were doing all that, like, back and forth, back and forth. Good on them, too, paid. to actually give him big money. For sure. Despite his, his gruesome injury. That's quarterback, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, drafted wide receiver. What is it? Simi Fajeco. I'm glad you got the names on lock, man. I got your back, man. I, I appreciate you, you. And they also restructured three out of five offensive linemen. Got to make that cap space. Absolutely. Got to pay that quarterback. <laughs> yep. All right, so the fantasy finishes by position. So it's a tale of two two seasons. Absolutely a tale of two seasons, right? So we're going to focus on the first four games. First four games, Dak Prescott, number one overall quarterback. His 16-game pace during the first four weeks. Now, extrapolating a four game sample size is always fun right because it's 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 a really small sample size but still he would have finished with 512 fantasy points 6700 passing yards 36 touchdowns 12 rushing touchdowns on top of that that was through four healthy games obviously he's not going to he's not going to hit 512 fantasy points okay he'd be the number one overall drafted player in any format if that happened but a monstrous start to the year before breaking his ankle okay zeke weeks one through four was a running back four Weeks 5 through 16, he finished as an RB18. Mari Cooper, similar. Him and Lamb, similar. Okay, they were wide receiver 9. Cooper was wide receiver 9. Finished as a wide receiver 19. CD Lamb, wide receiver 13 in the first four weeks. Finished as a wide receiver 18. So you can see that there's definitely a noticeable drop-off. And I just... The first four games to me is more indicative of what's going to happen next year or this year. I'm I'm willing to just throw out the weeks five through sixteen from last year. Like this offense was completely different. They were they had Ben DiNucci throwing sidearm passes while his foot's out of bounds. That like, was fun. That was, and, that was Andy cute. Dalton was rough, just rough all year long. Uh, who was the other guy they had in there? I can't remember the other guy's name, but oh, I don't remember his name. Anyway, I mean that's that's probably the point right there is that they had <laughs> terrible quarterback play all season long. They were banged up on the offensive line. Their defense is trash, so it was just very it was a very tough situation. Now, despite all that, they had the twelfth easiest strength to schedule for quarterbacks in the first four weeks. So Dak Prescott signed me up. Okay, top twelve as far as strength of schedule, twelfth easiest. Uh, they have they're they're sitting at nine and a half projected wins for the year, and they also retained Kellen Moore as their offensive coordinator. Was coordinating all this stuff last year. Had that big first four weeks. I have him as a champ. I think all the options that we listed so far are going to be great options for you, Dak Prescott. You're probably going to have to pay, you know, a, a lot higher of a price tag than than say like Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts you probably get a little bit later. Dak has an ADP of forty two, which would be just in the early stages of the fourth round. All right, fourth round draft capital. You know, are you willing to pay fourth round draft capital for Dak Prescott? I mean, hey, if he's going to be anywhere near that sort of pace that he was on, I mean, I know that pace is probably not sustainable for a full seventeen games, but the dude showed he could do it, man. So you look at the other op- uh, options on the team. You know, Zeke, top twelve guy still. I think that a lot of his struggles last year had to do with bad quarterback play, and you can kind of feel it too last year. When they had guys like Ben DiNucci in and, and those some other, and those other guys, the players just knew they weren't going to win. Like they just knew it. You could see it on Zeke. He looked frustrated a lot last year, and I think he gets back to the fun Zeke, like the the guy that's running around like eating cereal, hopping in, the- hopping around, <laughs> and jumping in kettlebells. And I think it's going to be a good year for them. Uh, Their receiving core is strong. Blake Jarwin coming off an ACL, he should be 100 percent by the time training camp rolls around. Mari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. I mean, those guys are great. My, uh, Michael Gallup. So this offense to me is a champ. 
I just think that there's too many pieces, and they they, they throw the ball a lot. And, and when they run the ball, Zeke is effective when he runs the ball. So draft Cowboys. So for me, I am also going to label them as a champ. And a major, major reason why I believe that they're going to be a champ is because the players that you can actually surround yourself on your team with these players. So a lot of these players right now is a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth. Like Ezekiel Elliott was a top three pick last year. People were arguably taking him before Dalvin, before Kamara. That you know, like that that was the conversation we're having. And now his ADP is at eleven. ECR, he's at number eight. Like he's fallen to the back half of this one. So if you're telling me I can go out and get Zeke and another top tier either a, t- a top tier wide receiver or a top tier uh running back as well cuz there's there's a lot running back is kind of deep in that little top tier obviously there's those guys that separate themselves in the mm-hmm. top but then you know if so if you get a Travis Kelsey that goes in the first round Devontae Adams that goes in the first round a Tyree Kill that goes in the first round that that just gives you more guys in that second round so you can walk away with Zeke and Chubb like you know, like it, that. you know what I'm saying. There's like a possibility that. that could happen. Yeah. Um, Especially sitting at the turn, you know, like you, you know, if you're so, sitting at the back half of your first round, chances are you're not getting an elite running back. Well, if you're t- if Zeke is going at you said ECR nine, yeah, eight at, and ADP right now eleven. Yeah, he's going back half of the back of the first round. If you can get him there and you can pair him with, like you said, a top tier receiver and or a top tier tight end or even another running back maybe the best of the tier two running backs yeah dude, sign me up dude and so like the value that you're going to get on these guys i believe is going to be a little bit more this year because of the bad taste that people have in the mouth of last year now for me i look at it just like you Derek. that weeks uh, before Dak got hurt i i loved seeing what it was and they didn't make their defense that much better their secondary is still hurting they went out and they got sniped in that first round, they got sniped with those cornerbacks going right before mm-hmm. them. So they went out and, and got Micah Parsons, which is a very good player, but that's that's the trenches, that's the front line. Okay, that that defense is that's still going to let up some points, and Dak's still going to have to do what Dak was doing weeks one through four. And I hope to God he can stay healthy. I hope nothing happens and they have a full season because if they have a full season, it's a very, very fun This offense. is an exciting offense, and I and, want pieces and of I it. And I definitely want pieces of it. Yeah. CD, Amari, I mean, I don't even know if it's going to be Schultz or Jarwin. We'll see what happens. Jarwin's projected to come back strong at, the, Give me Jarwin, at uh, training camp. You know, but I was Schultz, all aboard that Jarwin know, train last Schultz, year. Schultz played good last year in replace of him. He did, but Jarwin's better. I get it. I get it. But I definitely want pieces of this offense, especially because that defense, I believe, is going to give up a lot of points. 100% agree. All right, brother. You ready to move on? Yep. Let's talk about them New York Giants. Uh, Mr. Slippery Popcorn Buttered Fingers himself, Daniel Jones. But we're going to talk about what they did on the offseason, man. They uh, went out and released Golden Tate. They released guard Kevin Zeitler, uh, signed a running back Devontae Booker, signed wide receiver John Ross, signed tight end Kyle Rudolph, signed tight end uh, Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah, you heard that right. <laughs> tight end Kelvin Benjamin. Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, they signed wide receiver Kenny Galladay, drafted Kadarius Tony in the first round, and then drafted Gary Brightwell in the sixth round. So, team offensive rankings. You ready? 
Yes. You ready for this? Yes. <laughs> this is this is a fun uh, column of stats right here. Okay, so they were thirty first in points scored, thirty first in total yards. Hit it, hit it. You got to do it, bro. Come on. Eleventh <laughs> in turnovers, twenty sixth in pass attempts, twenty ninth in passing yards, twenty ninth in net yards per attempt, twenty sixth in rushing yards, nineteenth in rushing yard. Uh, sorry, twenty sixth in rushing attempts, nineteenth in rushing yards. They were thirteenth in yards per attempt, but they didn't run the ball that much. They were bottom ten in the league in rush attempts, but they ran the ball actually pretty well. And that's without Saquon Barkley. Twenty sixth in scoring percentage and tenth in turnover percentage. So they turned the ball over a lot. They didn't score a lot. They didn't move the ball very well. This team was rough. And Daniel Jones is just sitting back there. And we're not playing golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, you look at fantasy finishes. Daniel Jones, top 24 quarterback. Hey, there we go. Uh, he was quarterback 24. Uh, not that great, no. Especially in 12-team leagues, you're starting one quarterback. You know, Daniel Jones was was, was terrible. Wayne Gallman was our leading rusher after Saquon went down, uh, RB33. Deion Lewis, running back 75. Ugh. Sterling Shepard, wide receiver 43. He was their number one wide receiver last year. Sterling Shepard. Darius Slayton, wide receiver 54. Golden Tate, who they released, wide receiver 89. Evan Ingram, a lot of people drafted him in those middle rounds last year, me included. Tight end 16. Not great, Bob. Not great. You know, if you had invested last year in the Giants offense, you're probably sitting there. (laughs) I'm in danger. It was tough sledding out there, man. If you had Daniel Jones as your quarterback, um, and any of their receivers and Evan Ingram, like you were you you were sweating bullets, man. You probably didn't win very many games. Now, Wayne Gallman was a waiver wire addition and uh, for us, I mean for fantasy managers, not for I believe he started the year with the Giants. Yeah. Now he was a waiver wire addition to a lot of teams and he actually produced pretty good. And I I feel like it's weird that they didn't bring him back because Saquon hasn't been exactly the most healthy running back to start his career. He hasn't finished a season yet. They could have kept Wayne Gallman. I would have liked, I would like to see that as a spell to uh, Saquon, but you know, they let him go. And now he's off in the muddy freaking 49ers backfield. And we'll talk about that at some point, but I have this offense right now as a jump. Shocker, right? Shocker. 16th easiest strength to schedule for quarterbacks. I mean, that's middle of the pack. So, I mean, Daniel Jones, I mean, he's not getting he's not getting the Jalen Hurts love with the top five strength to schedule for quarterbacks. He's middle of the pack, man. And they have, uh, sportsbooks have them at seven projected wins. It's going to be hard to have fantasy-relevant players with a bad team overall. Projected to be under 500, struggling quarterback. I mean, I would love to draft Saquon because I feel like he's going to get a lot of work, but... I don't know, man. I'm just not confident in Daniel Jones on offensive line. Yeah, moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Justin wants no part of this conversation. No, dude. I, I really don't. Uh, I feel this team, to me, is uh, like that the the basketball scene at the end of the basketball scene in the longest yard where Chris Rock goes, well, we didn't get the whole Hershey bar, but we got a Hershey kiss. Like, I just want one player. Just give me Saquon. That's it. That's all that's you're going to get. That's all I want. That's all you're going to get. That's all I want. If anybody here listening to this podcast is sitting there thinking, man, Daniel Jones, he's a sleeper this year. No. Listen, just just okay. stop. So Daniel Jones, year three, year two was supposed to be progression year, whatever, injuries, whatever happened. This man keeps turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm not very, I'm not comfortable at all having Daniel Jones on my team. 
at all. Now, you go out and you get a Kenny Galladay. You go out and you draft Kadarius Toney. You still have Sterling Shepard. You still have Evan Ingram. You went and signed Kelvin Benjamin for some reason. Um, but, you know, you, and then you got John Ross. You you have all these weapons on this team, but it's like you. It, but you got the you got the Applebee's microwaves. You, you don't got a you don't got a real kitchen. <laughs> Nobody's cooking. There's no cook. You you hit the popcorn button and you hope you didn't burn it. Like I just I don't think I I made this reference before. I there's too many mouths to feed. I don't think Daniel Jones can cook. Maybe some ramen. That's the Chef Boy ID. But some ramen with no flavor. Just, he didn't even put the seasoning packet in there. Drop the seasoning packet between the stove and the counter. The little gap between the stove and the counter. Wow, dang it. I, well, I guess we're going to close our eyes and hope there's some salt in there. But, dude, I just... He did, I listen, he, listen, he dropped the seasoning. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> That's what this is not gonna, listen, this is not going to be a good situation listen, for anybody. Just don't draft Giants players. The addition of all these wide receivers to me... Yes, they got some names out there. They have some speedsters in Kadarius Tony who could be a nice gadget player. And maybe if they're smart enough, they can maybe utilize them in that Curtis Samuel role that he had in Carolina. You know, maybe a little jet sweeps out of the backfield, stuff like that. But I, Kenny Galladay, number one wide receiver in plus 20-yard catches. Daniel Jones, the worst quarterback in plus 20-yard throws. It don't match up. Okay, I don't know why Kenny G wanted to go there, but it with all these people on the field, I think the only thing that this does is help Saquon because they have to respect the talents of the wide receiver. Kenny G is still a very talented wide receiver. Kadarius Tony is a very talented wide receiver coming out of the college. He's just fast. He's you know Sterling Shepard has already. He's showed. a yak god. Exactly. So they still have to respect the guys that are on the floor. And I think that just is going to help out Saquon Barkley. Besides I mean, hey, that, listen, they were 13th I don't in want yards per else. attempt. They're a chump. Rushing, rushing the ball, they were 13th in yards per attempt. That's the slimmer of hope for Saquon Barkley. And then Their offensive and line we was already know decent. that Saquon is not the healthiest guy. Yes. So, later round drafts or in deeper leagues, Devontae Booker is very, very interesting to me. Mm. In deeper leagues? Mm. No? Who would you say? Nah. I, I know what Devontae Booker is, and I'm not I, I'm not willing to I would invest. say he, I mean, well. Not then, a draft pick, but maybe a waiver wire pickup. Yes. Not a draft pick, though. And that's why I said deeper leagues. All right, let's move on to the last team in the division, the Washington football team. The champs of the NFC East Ooh. is 7-9, and nine, not even 500. All right, so this offseason, they uh, released Alex Smith, who then retired. They franchise tag guard Brandon Scherf, signed Curtis Samuel, Lamar Miller, Ryan Fitzpatrick, wide receiver Adam Humphreys. They then traded Eric Flowers to... They traded for him. Traded for? Yep, sorry. got him from the Miami Dolphins. Sorry, that was a typo. Uh, and then the draft class, tackle Samuel Cosby in round two, and wide receiver Deami Brown in round three. Um, I mean, I like the moves they made. They added a, a legit quarterback. They added some offensive weapons because they didn't, outside of Terry McLaurin, they didn't really have any receivers that were productive at all. And, you know, bringing in an offensive lineman or a couple offensive linemen really helps the run game and keeping Fitzpatrick upright as well. All right, let's talk about a little of their offensive rankings. Uh, they were 25th in point four, 30th in total yards, 31st in yards per attempt. 
uh, 29th in turnovers, 9th in pass attempts, 25th in pass yards, 29th in pass TDs, 25th in rush attempts, 26th in rush yards, uh, 27th in scoring percentage, and 25th in turnover percentage. All that is bad. Yeah. Definitely, man. I mean, ninth in pass attempts is, is a nice number, but you can see every other – they were just not inefficient. Yeah, I mean, this was a – Quarterback room with Dwayne Haskins, Alex Smith, Taylor Heineke, uh, Kyle Allen. Like it was not a very good. Everybody in the four, kitchen sink. Four different quarterbacks started for them. And yeah, and their best one was the quarterback thirty-seven. There are thirty-two teams in the NFL. That's ouch. Yeah. So so they had Alex Smith finish at quarterback thirty-seven. <laughs> Antonio Gibson RB thirteen. J.D. McKissick RB seventeen. Terry McLaurin wide receiver twenty. Logan Thomas tight end three, and then two receivers outside of the top 90. So <laughs> they had to add the options that they added. And I think that the players that they added are really going to help this team take that next step offensively. You know, they were top 10 in pass attempts, but they didn't have the, the, the horses to get it done. So now I think they do have the right players. They have, they have the quarterback that can deliver. I think this offense is, is a hundred percent a champ. And uh, I'm very excited for them. They have the fifth, Fifth easiest strength to schedule for quarterbacks in the first four weeks, and they're projected to be an eight-win team, which is pretty good. So I like my teams, my fancy teams, to be good in real-life football too. Put them in some good uh, scoring opportunities and, you know, be competitive in games too. You know, teams that are getting blown out, obviously, you know, they're not going to produce very many fantasy numbers. So looking for good teams, and I think Washington is definitely a good team this year. Oh, uh, for sure, man. I definitely think we're going to have some some fantasy studs on this team. Uh, going to lead the charge with Antonio Gibson. I, that th- I think that man's going to be uh, running back one this year. Uh, he's uh, – every all the buzz right now out of OTAs is the man he's expected to take big leaps. He's, you know, running routes. He's, he's doing all that stuff, man. He's looking really good. Uh, you got Ryan Fitzpatrick back there who's not, you know – the check down guy that everybody thinks he is, but I think it helps out Antonio Gibson. I think it helps out Terry McLaurin. I think it helps out Curtis Samuel. I think that this crew is going to, I mean, I, I just think this crew is going to be, is, is going to be really good. I, I, the only thing that I'm going to say is I don't think we're going to have JD McKissick here again. I don't, that's not going to be a thing. And Logan Thomas, I don't see as a wider, as a tight end three. I don't see him finishing in the top five even. I, I think that he's not going to finish. I don't think he's going to produce the way he did. I just think with the quarterbacks that they had on this team last year, there was a lot of those close target uh, throws that these guys were doing. That's why J.D. McKissick was so mm-hmm. usable. Mm-hmm. That's why Logan Thomas tight end three. You know, That's why you had a wide receiver 20 and then a wide receiver 91. They weren't utilizing their guys like that because they didn't have – the skill at quarterback position. Well, their to offense do that. was fed through three players. Hundred percent. So I definitely think you're going to have Sorry, four players. A bad. streaming quarterback in Ryan Fitzpatrick. You're going to have a arguably arguably running back one in Antonio Gibson. I think you're going to have a possible wide receiver one in Terry McLaurin, and like a wide receiver two or three in Curtis Samuel. You know, and if Logan Thomas can at least get top six i know it's not saying much for tight ends but maybe he can finish top six i i think that's his ceiling i don't think he can get any real higher than that 
Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm going to label them a champ. I think they did enough to help this team out. I think this team's going uh, real good, but this is also one of the best defenses that Ryan Fitzpatrick has played with. So let's see how they're going to utilize him. Let's see if they're going to let him just be like, hey, man, like here, play play with house money like he was in Miami, you know, like, yeah. you know, or are they going to run a more conservative off- offense? Give it, feed it to Antonio Gibson. Just let him run the offense. Let him let the offense run through him. Uh, we don't know. We're going to see. This is going to be very interesting, but I definitely think you're going to have some usable pieces that are going to help you win championships. Some studs. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to move on to the NFC West. And, I mean, there's not really a big shock. I mean, these are four excellent football teams. And I think... This is actually the toughest division. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say that we, as the Pigskin Champs Fantasy Football Podcast, have all four teams as a champ. Like, consensus, right? Yeah. Is that fair to say? I mean, there's just so many players that you can take... Now, now again, there's a lot of uncertainty with some of the positions and some of the players on these teams, and we'll get to them. But, I mean, these players are going to be – these offenses are good. These offenses are, are really good. I think there's an interesting stat, an interesting um, under-the-radar move that you know we'll talk about when we get down to the last team. But we're going to start with the San Francisco 49ers, finishing the year at 6-10 and 10 last year, hired uh, Mike McDaniel as the offensive coordinator. Uh, Shanahan was the only guy calling plays last year. So, uh, he was the run game coordinator for the 49ers for the last three seasons. They drafted Trey Lance third overall after trading up for him. They gave up a bunch of draft picks to get up there, take Trey Lance third overall. They took two rookie running backs, Trey Sermon in the third round, Elijah Mitchell in the sixth round. They signed Trent Williams to a six year, $138 million contract. Alex Mack, three years, $14.8 million. And running back Wayne Gallman to a one-year, man, that's disrespectful money. <laughs> $990,000. What yep. kind of garbage is that? That's what I would say. Okay, so, I mean, the 49ers just doing 49er things. Okay, They're just bringing in all these running backs and not paying them anything. I mean, Mostert had to, like, beg and plead to get paid over a million dollars. So, um, team offensive ranking, 16th in pass attempts. Um 12th in passing yards, 19th in passing touchdowns, 14th in rushing attempts, 15th in rushing yards, 16th in yards per carry, 10th in rushing touchdowns. This offense was – its it seems bad right now, but it's because they didn't have Jimmy G. They didn't have George Kittle for a lot of the year. They didn't have Debo Samuel for a lot of the year. Their running backs are always hurt. So they've dealt with a lot of injuries last year. I think that's why they had a down year offensively, but – you know that Kyle Shanahan's offense is going to be a fantasy goldmine. So, without project, projecting injury, because we don't do that, I think this team is a champ. I think you would agree. This team is, I mean, every player on this team you can take. You can you can draft all these players. If you look at the quarterback position, they have the fourth easiest strength of schedule for quarterbacks in the first four weeks. So, if you're looking at a late-round quarterback, if Jimmy G is a starter first, you can take him with a late round pick, stream him for a couple weeks and then switch to Trey Lance when they when the Niners actually switch to him. They're a projected 10 win team next year. I mean, that's a good football team. You know, they they did lose Robert Saul on the defensive side, so we'll see if they can continue that defensive, you know, keep up the standards on their defense. But offensively, man, Shanahan is a And if they can't keep up on that defense, 
that offense is going to be even more yeah. attractive. It's got to stay healthy. It's got to stay healthy. Sure. And I think this team is going to be uh, a definite contender in the NFC for sure. And I think that you know you're looking for teams to pr- that produce fantasy relevant players as contending teams. Oh yeah, teams that score points. So this team was devastated by injury last year. Uh, I don't know what's going on in the water or the air or whatever was going on. But something needs to change. Like they need to change up their Gatorade. Whatever's got to got to change. Something's got to change. Every wait. running back in San Francisco. <laughs> I'm in danger. Yep. You better protect your ankles, your knees, all that. Um, it I it just this wasn't the same team that we saw last year. Is not the same team that's going to be this year. Right. Hundred percent. So yes, I have them as a champ because, like you said, Derek, we don't draft for injury. You know, I'm I'm drafting George Kittle as a tight end too because he's a tight end too. He's one of the best tight ends in the league. Yeah. Him and Travis Kelsey go toe to toe when it comes to athletic tight ends. Like they they are both, I believe in the to me the same tier when it comes to like athletics like athleticism. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. but you know, just like you're saying, uh, Raheem Mostert. Even a Trey Sermon now with the Jeff Wilson injury, that's a very, you know, interesting, very interesting thing because this rookie running back can make a statement in the fantasy world year one mm-hmm. in this because now he's number two. He just moved on the depth chart because Jeff Wilson is about a six month recovery timeline. You know, it these type of injuries that he got that he sustained is normally the long side of this recovery road. So yeah. we're looking at earliest is like November. Yeah. So that's a very long time and a very a good amount of time for this rookie running back to implement himself and maybe take over that running back room. You know, I, I could definitely see them being a like a thunder and lightning kind of deal yes. where Sermon's the early down guy. Mostert kind of turns into that like change of pace. Like he's the speed guy. He's the one to get in space. Sermon's yeah. the guy that's pounding through the tackles and getting all those goal hopefully getting the goal line work. That'd be great. Yeah, dude, these running backs are – those two, if they can stay healthy together, could be dangerous. For sure. And I really hope that all these guys can stay healthy. Uh, Raheem Mostert, he's a just a good story all around. Uh, what he had to do to just even get in the league and, you know, make a name for himself. Pretty cool story. I mean, me and Derek actually played against him in high school, which was – it's pretty cool to be like, man – I might take this guy as my, you know. We played against a couple NFL players. I know, but it's kind of cool, man. Now we're talking about fantasy football. It's like, man, I played against this guy, and I'm taking him on a fantasy team or something. Yeah. But, you know, it's pretty pretty cool. These guys are going to be studs. I I think anybody that you're going to have, barring injury, you know, a lot of these guys get hurt, Uh, especially Debo. He's always hurt. (laughs) Mostert is always hurt. Um, Just hopefully all these guys can stay healthy, and I think that, especially if that defense can't keep up their same level of standard that they've had the past couple of years, that means just even more fantasy output for uh, this San Francisco 49ers. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to move on to the Arizona Cardinals. 8-8 eight and eight last year. Uh, pretty good offense, I would say. Kyler Murray uh, could be a superstar in this league. Hopefully he can take that, that next step. Uh, they did sign A.J. Green to a one-year contract. James Conner signed a one-year contract. They drafted Rondell Moore in the second round. They did spend the majority of their offseason focusing on defense, which rightfully so. Their offense was pretty good, I would say. It's their offense was a contending offense. You know, it's they did enough to win games. They're just their defense was giving up points like crazy. Um offensive rankings 15th in pass attempts, 17th in passing yards, 17th in passing touchdowns. 
Sixth in rush attempts, seventh in rushing yards, ninth in yards per carry, fourth in rushing touchdowns. They had a really good rushing offense. So, um, you know, Kyler Murray as a QB 10 last year. Kenyon Drake is running back 14. Chase Edmonds running back 28. DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver 5. Christian Kirk, wide receiver 50. Larry Fitzgerald, wide receiver 87. And Dan Arnold, tight end 23. So, yeah, the offense was good running the ball. They didn't have – I think that's propped up a little bit by Kyler Murray running, running, helping them run in the running game. Kenyon Drake moves on. They bring in James Conner. They added to the wide receiver room. Uh, Justin, how do you feel about uh, Kenyon – or not Kenyon, not Kenyon Drake. How do you feel about the Arizona Cardinals? Are they a chomper champ this year? Dude, uh, the Arizona Texans are, I believe, going to be really good this year. Um, <laughs> I didn't know if that was a. No, that you, was no. I purposely did if that. You purposely did that. that no, um, the Arizona Cardinals, man. I think they're going to be really good this year. They're going to be very electric um, on the offensive side of the ball. Kyler Murray. There's just been reports coming out that he's has kind of mastered the the offense that Kingsbury is trying to run in Arizona, and I think that he he's going to be a very very good. A wide receiver or a very good quarterback option this year. Uh, he's being projected two or three right now in quarterbacks going. That's where he's being ranked. Uh, I I could even see him being quarterback one this year, man. His rushing upside, the steps he's made to show that he, you know, he, the man's got heart. He's a good football player. He's short, but he's good, man. Mm-hmm. And I think he he has the potential. He's fast though. too. Yeah, he's got the potential, especially with his upside. He had double digits rushing touchdowns. Uh, last year, you know, him and Kenyon Drake were both in double digits rushing. I, I, he just moves the ball, helps these guys out. And I think with the addition of, even though A.J. Green is a little bit older, I think with the addition of him, it kind of helps out other players because it moves them into positions. I think like a Christian Kirk should move into the slot, help him out a little bit. The signing of James Conner, I'm not really worried about it. It's not a whole lot of money. I think Chase Edmonds, they want him to be the guy, I believe. It might be a little bit of a one-two punch. And I think James Conner, what scares me a little bit, is I think James Conner might be like that uh, goal line guy. And I think they might give him the ball because Chase Edmonds just not that big of a back. Um, you know, maybe Rondell Moore takes over Christian Kirk. Uh, you never know. I don't know how this is going to play out. But I definitely think that there's a lot of options here. For Arizona, I think you're gonna have some definitely have some studs, and all you gotta say is DeAndre Hopkins, man, that dude's a beast, man, and <laughs> that that's gonna skyrocket Kyler Murray. It's just gonna help him out even more. So definitely labeled a champ for me, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree. I mean, I think they're a champ for sure. My one reservation I have about Kyler Murray is his strength of schedule. So 17th easiest opening schedule, so weeks one through four. It doesn't get much better from there. It's 18th. His playoff schedule is 18th. His whole season schedule is in the 20s. So he's got a tough road. But, I mean, I'm, I, you can lean on the rushing upside. The rushing numbers alone will help uh, boost his, his his production. We'll see if he's that guy. I mean, this year is really going to determine if, if Kyler Murray is going to be that superstar player. I wouldn't reach for him in drafts. Oh, no, for sure. Let him fall to me in, in, in a good spot. Absolutely. I wouldn't reach for him but I do believe he has the upside to be the number one overall quarterback. Yeah, I definitely want him to be the the quarterback three is where I got him ranked right now, and I definitely want him in that position, but I'm not going and taking him over, 
you know, a top tier wide receiver, top, you know, running back, something like that. Like I can find somebody later on to help me. Like I can go get Dak mm-hmm. who can be just as good. You know what I'm saying? With the with the weapons that he has in Dallas. Like I can have that type of production that I think Kyler Murray can. Yes, if he takes the proper steps, we could be talking about quarterback one. Mm-hmm. And you know, you never know what's gonna happen. But I think there's a range of guys that are there in that same tier that I'm not going out and taking Kyler Murray, not reaching for him, just like you said, you know? Right. I mean, right now I have him as my quarterback, too, in uh, 2021 redraft leagues. Will I take him there? Probably not. I'm actually thinking about moving him down. Um, I, I do definitely think Dak Prescott deserves to be up there a little bit higher, and maybe Lamar Jackson, too. Josh Allen, obviously. Josh Allen does have a tough stretch to schedule, but... I mean, Kyler could he could be the number one overall quarterback this year, and I wouldn't even I wouldn't it wouldn't shock me at all. So, absolutely, man. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the Los Angeles Rams. It's still a little weird to say, even though they've been in Los Angeles for so long. Yeah, uh, finished the season at ten and six. Went and got them supposed to be an upgrade at quarterback. Matthew Stafford got him a veteran. Looking but good so far. They uh, they shipped him off, or they got him and shipped off Jared Goff along with a 2022 and 2023 first-round picks and a 2021 third-round pick. So they sent a haul for Matthew Stafford, but a lot of that, I believe, had to do with Jared Goff's contract and Detroit taking that over. Uh, Signed a new defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris, drafted Tutu Atwell with the Rams' first pick of the second round, 57 overall. And then signed wide receiver Deshaun Jackson to a one-year $4.5 million deal. Yeah, so they were 12th in pass attempts, 13th in passing yards, 26th in passing touchdowns. I mean, that's a Jared Goff stat right there, 26th in passing touchdowns. But you're top 12 in attempts. They were 7th in rushing attempts, 17th in yards per carry, and 10th in rushing touchdowns. I mean, their offense was pretty good. I mean, it's a Sean McVay-led offense. They had Jared Goff, quarterback 18, Daryl Henderson, RB36, Malcolm Brown, RB42, Robert Woods, wide receiver 13, Cooper Cut, wide receiver 27, Josh Reynolds, wide receiver 64, and good old Jared, Gerald Everett, tight end 24. Now, we don't expect, I, I fully expect Cam Akers to be the starter, right? They got Matthew Stafford, added a bunch of pieces. Justin, with all that said, with all the additions they made, Tutu Atwell, Deshaun Jackson, bringing those guys, Matthew Stafford, all those guys. Are they a chump or a champ? Uh, definitely labeled a champ for me, man. Like yeah, we said, I think I, we talked about. I that think before. all four of these teams are going to be labeled champs for us. But you get an upgrade in Matthew Stafford, or what is supposed to be an upgrade. We'll see how Matthew Stafford does going from Detroit to Los Angeles. You know, they we've all said that Matthew Stafford is a good quarterback but he's been in a very bad situation. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens when he's surrounded by playmakers. Um, Cam Akers took over the backfield in week 13, and the man was on a mission. He he he, he can show you what he can do. And I was just a little sample size. You know, it, just wait till this whole season, and this man is already, you know, ranked like ECR 10 or something like that, some crazy stuff. Like, he's up there. Like people are willing and wanting to get this guy, and rightfully so, they're gonna want to run the off or run the ball. But you have a guy in Matthew Stafford who can get the ball to Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. You know he's 
Kenny Galladay was a decent receiver in Detroit. You know, he was able to get him. Uh, you had Danny Amendola that was decent when Matthew Stafford was there. Like, some flex guys, but now you got an upgrade in wide receivers. Like, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup can get you those separation, can get you – they're open. They can get you – they're repeatedly – Jared Goff was able to do it. Matthew Stafford, you can do it, bro. Like, yeah. you can get these guys, promise Matthew you. Stafford is a Jared Goff times he 10. Is. Like, he is such a better quarterback. Jared Goff was able to get wide receiver 13 and wide receiver 27 production from his two wide receivers. Yeah. Like, I know that you can do that, and along with Cam Akers being a top – RB1. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I definitely think that uh, – this team is is gonna be good. I, I think this team is. Hundred really percent, I agree. I don't have anything else to add to it. I think everything you said was right. Draft Cam Akers. I have my RB thirteen. I mean, I'm totally happy with him being my second running back. I mean, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sold on him being my RB one yet, but I mean, we'll see. Cam Akers could have a really big year, man. He had yep. 171 yards against the Patriots last year. Yep. And uh, right big now, game. dude, he is ranked at RB ten. And his ADP is actually 16. So back when I was talking about like that Zeke deal, whatever, maybe I used the wrong thing because I don't think Chubb's going to be there for you to take in the second round. But go get you a Zeke and a Cam Akers as your RB one two punch. Like, I'll take that all you know day. I'm day. I, all I, day. I, that's a more realistic thing than I said Chubb. Uh, obviously, if you can land Chubb and Zeke, you do it. Oh yes, but yes, um, for sure. I think this is more realistic if you can have a Cam Akers as your RB2. Is he going ADP 6, 16 right now? Like, I'll take that all day long, man. That that This dude's about to be a beast this year. Yeah, I agree. All right, so the last team that we're going to touch on tonight is the Seattle Seahawks. 12-4 and four last year. They re-signed Chris Carson to a two-year $10 million contract. They declined Rashad Penny's fifth-year option. Signed Gerald Everett to a one-year deal. They re-signed Tyler Lockett, four years, $69 million. They took Dwayne Eskridge in the second round, and they didn't trade Russell Wilson as of right now, right? So as far as transactions go, it's pretty much the same team that they had last year. You know, you, you add in a Gerald Everett and a Dwayne Eskridge, but for the most part, they still got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson is going to be their guy. The offense is going to look pretty similar, right? Offensive ranking, 17th in pass attempts, 16th in passing yards, 3rd in passing touchdowns. That's a great a great number. Russell Wilson is elite. 17th in rushing attempts, 12th in rushing yards, 6th in yards per carry, and 9th in rushing touchdowns. Another good stat to, to look at, 6th in yards per carry. They were efficient running the ball, too, so... They just didn't attempt it as much as they probably will attempt this year. I mean, they were middle of the pack in rush attempts. I think that number goes up because just because they Pete Carroll is so adamant about running the ball and not letting Russell Wilson cook. And I don't think it's it has anything to do with Russell Wilson's inability to cook. I just think Pete Carroll just wants to run the ball. Like if, if it was him, he would run the ball 50 times in one game. And then the pieces that they added, they didn't add like a – a bona fide number three receiver. They didn't add a dominant pass catching tight end. Like they, they added some guys. You know, just a guy, just, just some guys, just a guy. So, I mean, hey, we'll see. I mean, this offense could be good, could be good. The one thing I'll throw in there too is the new offensive coordinator Shane Waldron was the passing game coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams the last couple of years under Sean McVay. 
You know, you know, a couple years ago, remember that whole Sean McVay coaching tree thing? If you even sniffed Sean McVay's cologne, you got an <laughs> NFL head coaching job. So, you know, if he brings any part of that Sean McVay offense into Seattle to kind of mesh with Russell Wilson, if Pete Carroll takes the stick out of his butt to <laughs> allow Russell Wilson to continue to, you know, orchestrate the offense, man, this team could be really good. Obviously, I think we have him as both. We both have him as champs. You're gonna be able to get all these pieces at good good values. Um, I think the rushing thing is really gonna take is really gonna suppress some of these guys' ADP. It's gonna bring down DK Metcalf. It's gonna bring down Russell Wilson. It's gonna bring down Chris. Well, it might not bring down Chris Carson, but even so, like Chris Carson's not the, not a, not a guy that's catching a lot of passes either. So he could he could he's still gonna be a guy that people are maybe not too excited about. So I think you're gonna get a lot of these players at value, and. That's good news for for fantasy managers, man. You can get a good team. This is a twelve and four team last year. I mean, they did have a bad defense, but their offense was was good enough to carry them most times. And you know, we'll see if they can they can turn around on defense. And you know, we, we're talking about good teams make for good fantasy production. So that's what we're looking for, man. I have them as a champ. Oh, okay. Hands down. All right. Uh, that's interesting because I I do have them as a champ, man. But there, it's it's really close for me. Um, Last year, you know, Russell Wilson was taking the league by storm, MVP candidate, front runner, all this stuff. And I, I was telling one of our league mates, man, I was like, listen, Russell Wilson does this every year, takes the league by storm, and in the second half of the year, he's just just turning it over, just not producing the way it is. One of my best championship runs, I traded away Russell Wilson to – to get Saquon Barkley, obviously there's more in that trade involved, but like it helped me win the year that year. Yeah. Okay. And it just, it kind of, you know, it, it scares you when you have like Russell Wilson and you're like, okay, yes, you're a very good quarterback. Let's see what you got. Like, yes, you, okay, you're good. You're good. You're good. And all of a sudden you're a fall off. Like when is that fall off going to happen? Or a Tyler Lockett. You were only happy with him for like three, four, five weeks out of the year last year. It was he was very inconsistent. DK Metcalf, he's he's a beast. He's going to be more consistent for you. But it's like Tyler Lockett. Are we going to have that more consistent outings? Are we gonna, you know, like what what are we going to get? Are we just going to get blow ups and then duds? Like I don't want somebody like that. I don't want like what you know, wide receiver nine. But what he was like <laughs> so wide receiver nine. But he was like one of the most inconsistent guys in fantasy football like yes he won you a week with scoring the three tds get you 50 fantasy points but then he lost you your week because he was wide receiver 50 like you know what i'm saying like it's just very bad uh tight end i really don't even want to touch on this team uh i'm i'm kind of interested in the you know maybe in your wide receiver three let's see what they use in Dwayne Eskridge, that's it, a very – I'm interested to see what happens. I, mean, I You know, but this team has also come out and said, we want to run the ball more. We want to do this. So, yes, Chris Carson, sign me up. I'm, I'm down with that. Good RB2, solid RB2, I think. Yeah. Um, if he's my RB2, I'm happy. Very, If very I've got solid. a guy who catches passes as my RB1 and then Chris Carson as my RB2, Absolutely. I'm stoked. So, this team for me, label champ, I think they're going to figure it out and give you some solid fantasy production. I think their defense got a little bit stronger, so I think you saw maybe some of that fantasy production taper off because their offense didn't have to move as much as it did 
in the beginning of the year, they were they had to they had to score thirty points to win the game, you know. So let's see what happens. I, they're they're on the fringe of of chump for me, but I'm definitely going to label them champ. Yeah. So the last thing I'm going to throw in before we close the show, they have the twelfth hardest strength of schedule for quarterbacks to open the year. If you're thinking about drafting Russell Wilson in the top eight rounds, just remember. You got it, it's it's super important in fantasy football to get off to a hot start. If you can start the season four and oh, four and one, you know, five and one, somewhere in that range where you've only got one loss through the first quarter of the year, you're in really good shape to enter those bye weeks, right? I just don't think people you can't afford to draft Russell Wilson early this year. If he falls past the eight round, sign me up. But if he is anywhere near, if his ADP rises or if he's anywhere near that top seven or eight rounds, I'm out. I'm yeah. out because I, I will trade for him later. I will trade for him later because that early season of strength of schedule is tough. Yep. He's got some tough matchups in there, and I'm trying to go 4-0. I'm trying to go 5-0 and or 5-1 and or something like that. Oh, so, 100%. And, you know, I stream quarterbacks. I think everybody else should stream quarterbacks, especially in one-quarterback leagues. You gotta look at the matchups, and the matchups are not looking good uh, for the first four weeks yeah, of the season. Yeah, I mean, you got uh, Russell Wilson ranked at wide receiver. Wide receiver. Uh, you have Russell Wilson ranked at quarterback six right now, and then you've got like Justin Herbert at quarterback eight. Like, I'd rather go take Herbert. Yeah, you know, I'd rather go. You know, trust that offense a little bit more, and especially with the strength of schedule the way it's lined up. So it, you know, just. Just got to play with it. I'm not going to reach on Russell. I'm going to be happy if he's my wide, or why do I keep talking wide receiver. <laughs> I'm going to be happy if he's my quarterback, but if I got him at a value. Right. You know, my team's got to look real stacked. Yeah. Like, All right, guys, that's going to be it for us today. Join us next week for the final Chomper Champ episode. We're going to talk about my bucks next week, Justin. Are you ready? Yeah. The defending, the reigning defending champs. I'm just going to um, let you do that one solo, dude. <laughs> uh, for listening, please follow both of us on Twitter at pigskin underscore jgonzo and at pigskin underscore drock. Also follow the show on Twitter at pigskinchamps. Thank you guys very much for the support. We hope you guys are enjoying all of our content that we're putting out. Stay tuned for another fantasy football pigskin champ edition episode. We'll see you all next week. Y'all have a great one. Deuces.